Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is episode two. Um, last week, I got a couple listeners. I don't think that this podcast is even on Apple yet, so um, it's a good sign when you've got a couple people that have already found it. I don't know how they find it, but it's so awesome that they do. I'm kind of a little bit out of breath today. I have had a very long day. Um, the kitchen is gone, and by that I mean it has been demolished. It was demolished on Monday, and all that's left is uh, the walls. <laughs> so the tile floor is gone, the appliances are out, and all the original cabinets are gone. And I'm happy that they're gone. However, now I have no kitchen, and I have subfloor that is exposed. Basically, what's been happening is yesterday, my husband poured this substance, this uh, liquid, almost concrete-looking mixture onto the floor that levels out the floor. So what it does is it goes into the areas that are lower than the other areas, and it settles there, and it dries, and it creates a level floor. And then after that, he took this diamond bit grinder, which is usually used for masonry, Um, and he, what is it called? I guess just scraped it down to where there was no bubbles and it's all level now. So he's got to put some backer board down and screw that in, uh, before the tiles installed, the tile gets installed tomorrow morning. I am so excited. We have some honed marble It's black and white, um, that is going in very vintage. We are in a house that was built in the 50s, so it's just perfect. It, it, I just want it to look like it was meant to be there, um, and it's cohesive with the rest of the house. So I'm very excited about that, um, even though I'm living in one big stress ball, and I am a stress ball in and of itself, in and of myself. So uh, between that and then doing a bunch of online orders, I have had a crazy stressful day and I'm excited to go to sleep tonight. But I kind of still wanted to do this because this is almost therapeutic for me to talk and get my feelings out there, let everybody know what's going on with the house. Uh, It's very exciting. We Basically, I wanted to do... And I talked about this last time, but I wanted to do this because I kind of wanted to start from the beginning, even though we are not in the end. Um, And by that, I mean, I am not to the end of renovating this house. So I am starting a podcast in the midst of not being done, Um, which is interesting because that leaves it open ended for how the story ends. (laughs) It can have a terrible ending or it can have a great one. And I just don't know what that looks like yet. So um, you guys can kind of go on the adventure with me, except for the great part about being you is that you don't have to listen or go through what well, you have to listen if you're listening to this, but you can always shut it off and I can't shut it off. So you have the liberty of learning from what I'm doing and what my husband's doing, but still being able to control your own life and whether or not you want to do it. And it must be easy just to listen in. (laughs) Um, When we bought the house, we had such a hard time. Uh, And and I mean in so many ways. 
Uh, and I mean, I'm going to start from the very beginning of what it was like in Nashville to purchase a house. Um, because that is basically what this entire thing entails was being able to buy this house in the first place. Uh, I can give you some background of where my life was. I was living in Murfreesboro. I had never lived in Murfreesboro and I do not like Murfreesboro and I'm sorry to anybody that lives in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro is a family town. It is really nice. It's got a lot of medical opportunity there, a lot of hospitals, a lot of profitable businesses that are happening there. It is the suburbs of Nashville. Um, and I am from Atlanta. I was raised in Atlanta since I was two years old. Um, talk about culture shock going from Atlanta to Murfreesboro. Uh, and you can decide what that means for yourself. It is, uh, interesting. So I got married in, uh, 2018 in May. And I took the leap to come up to Tennessee and be with my husband, who was still in college at the time. And I had just graduated college myself, and we had been dating for so long that it was just time to uh, shape up or ship out, as my husband would say. So I said, okay, I will go up there. Um, and he was currently at MTSU. Don't want to go into so many details about that, but... Basically, to say the least, I was making in the 30000 a year as a staff accountant, um, and I had no money, and my husband was in college, and it was so scary. And so when the time came, um, a year later, when we wanted to look for a house, I, <laughs> I, it was like a miracle. I'll put it that way. I was making nothing and I like had nothing. We had nothing. So the fact that we were able to buy a house in Nashville was a challenge and it was so hard. It was so hard and I, and I can like feel the emotion that I felt like if I think about that for um, too long, but I had just gotten a new job. I was about to make some more money. I wasn't making much more. I wasn't making the money yet. I was about to take a job in Brentwood, which is near Nashville. Um, and I was like, how am I going to do this? My husband, he was just getting out of college. He had just gotten his first, you know, real job. And, uh, we hadn't made that money yet. And so we went on the search. We got a realtor, uh, who we are now great friends with. He is amazing. Um, and he is, he, he, and, and he is amazing for many reasons because a good realtor sticks with you. And what I mean by that is that our realtor probably looked at upwards of 20 to 30 properties with us, maybe more. And we only got one of those properties, not to mention we put contracts in on probably seven or eight. We went under contract on three, I believe, and they still fell through. So good luck to anybody trying to buy a house in Nashville that doesn't want to pay more than the asking price. And it just so happened that it, it just worked out. Um, and, and part of me believes that it always does, uh, whatever that means to you. But I think a lot of times things just work out for the best. We went through so many different options and it was hard to get the, so at the time, you know, I was like, 
was making 30 something thousand dollars a year like I said I don't know what the amount was um but it was very low and to be in Nashville and have a house that you can actually live in I mean even in 2018 at the time it was like okay my budget is if I'm making $30,000 a year my husband's not working yet is somewhere in between 150 and like 280 uh and 280 was like pushing it and so when you look at real estate around you you go oh my god well where am I gonna be able to live uh in you know like the worst parts of Nashville and I mean like the most affordable parts that aren't near the city at all or you know, the something that's more run down or more maintenance than I wanted to do or have. So it was so hard. Um, and talk about disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. I would walk into a house and I would go, wow, you know, <laughs> this is the one. This is it. We've got to get an offer in. We've got to have this. Yada, yada, yada. A whole shebang. This is meant for me. And this is meant for you. And this is where we're going to have babies. This is where we're going to build our life together. And like every single time, it never worked out. And I mean like every single time other than this house that we're in now. So I learned very fast, do not get attached to that house. Do not get attached to the idea of that house that you walk into and you go, wow, this is mine. This is so meant for me. Because guess what? Eight other people are thinking the same thing. And eight other people have more money than you. So great. So a way to that we got through it and to strategize was to not limit um, the area that we wanted to live in. So what I mean by that is if something came up that was in our price range and we didn't know the area or it was an area that we weren't so sure about, we still went and saw it. Um, and we got a feel for what it was like around that area, because if we wouldn't have done that, we would have missed out on this house that we have now. Um, so don't limit yourself. Um, especially with all that's happened now with COVID and everything and being able to work from home a lot of the time, I would say really don't limit yourself because you could find something that you love that it just isn't what you thought it would be. Um, but it could be a lot greater than you thought it would be at the same time. And it could be that house that changes your life. So, um, that's something that we did every time one would come on the market, even though we were in Murfreesboro, we would travel 40 minutes to come to Nashville to see it same day, uh, would leave our jobs early. And I'm talking like three or four in the afternoon just to say, you know, I've got this showing, this is very important to me, um, and we would leave and we would go see it. So, and we would put an offer on and we would put a full price offer on. I mean, and we would lose it. <laughs> so, for instance, there was this house in Brentwood. And this is very interesting to talk about because my husband's not here to defend himself. Uh, but I'm sure he would want to be uh, regardless. So, we found this house in Brentwood and it was in the suburbs of Brentwood and it was this one-story house and you walked in and the ceilings were vaulted and it's got that popcorn ceiling it was early 2000s um you go to the right there's two bedrooms you go to the left there's an office and then there's a tiny kitchen behind the living room it's got two bathrooms 
none of this has been redone. The backyard was fenced in, which was really nice. There was a huge tree in the front of the house. I mean, massive. Like, if it fell down, it would have entirely crushed the house, which I did not like. And then the um, the driveway was a cobblestone-ish kind of thing. And so this is like the first house, right? This is the first one. And I'm going in with an open mind and I don't know what's going to happen. And I know it's close to my new job and it's close to my husband's new job, but who knows? So we go in and instantly my husband's like, this is it. This is the one. (laughs) And I'm like, this is not the one. And he's like, this is the one because we can do all the things we want to do to it, but there's nothing structurally wrong with it. Um, And we can update it however we want, which was true. It definitely was true. But it wasn't for me. And I just knew it wasn't mine. So anyway, we get uh, pressured basically into putting an offer in on it, which is so nuts to think about now. But like when you have no experience doing these things, it's like you get so caught up in the moment and you're like ready to move and all of these emotions are flying and it could be yours and it's in the budget and all these crazy things okay so the price of the house was in the budget however the closing costs and the down payment we couldn't afford it was like eighteen thousand dollars uh and that was only five percent down i think the house was like 240 or something so i'm like and, and i didn't even love the house to begin with so i'm at this point where i'm like okay, this is not for us. We need to move on and we need to find something else. He's like, no, we can make this work. We can take out a loan from like our family. It's just a couple, you know, we only needed like a couple thousand more. And I'm like, no, you know, this isn't, we need to shut it down. I'm like, I'm not going to have the pressure of um, doing that. So we pull out, but oh my God, the people had already accepted the offer. It's like, well, what do we do now? Well, (laughs) if you have a good realtor, then you find your way out, which is, you know, luckily that these people, they had backup offers and plenty of people wanted the house because that's Nashville. But the fact is, is that they accepted the offer and it's not right that we put the offer in in the first place. So that was a big mistake that we learned from. Uh, Basically, it worked out because we didn't, uh, pay the title insurance yet we didn't sign the contracts well we didn't sign the final contract yet um, it was basically an agreement but and then we also um, there was like one other aspect to it it was oh we had the 15 days uh, contingency for if we had an inspection and we found something that we didn't like which we did so that's kind of that was our out uh, and then going forward, it was, okay, we're not putting an offer in unless we love the place. So we went and saw a couple more places and didn't love. Then we found a house on an acre, which was in the Buena Vista area. Um, and I actually think that it was somewhere on Buena Vista Pike. Uh, but so there was that. So we found this house. All right. Well, we put an offer in. Well, guess what? The guys accepted the offer. It turns out an investor had the house. These two guys from Florida owned the house. And 
they accepted our offer. Well, the offer was contingent on an inspection and the inspection couldn't get done because they refused to turn on the electricity to the house. So how are we supposed to inspect the electrical if they refuse to turn it on through the city? So we went back and forth with them for forever. I mean, what felt like forever. It was probably like a week or two. Um, and they refused to do it. And then they, they said that we could pay to get it turned on. Well, that's not right because we need to be able to inspect the house. And why are we paying for you to turn the electrical on when you put the house up for sale? So we ran into that. So basically we were under contract and that fell through because they refused to turn it on. Well, we drove past that house the other day and somebody's living there now. So I've <laughs> either, the, and it's not torn down. So somebody either paid to get it turned on or they finally uh, changed their mind. But um, yeah, so that fell through. And then we had this amazing investment house uh, that was in a different area, which was near Charlotte Pike in Nashville, which is the best area. I mean, it's fantastic. It's all new houses. It's the 600s and up. And this house was like two, I don't know, 270 or something. And they were claiming it as a teardown, but it was an old traditional Victorian home. And I loved it. And my husband loved it. And we said, okay, we'll buy it. Guess what? five offers in one day and one of them was cash and guess what they took it so that house is probably not there anymore we haven't drove by it a lot of the houses I wanted to look at were falling apart because that's all we could afford and then we found our house now and I walked in and I was so sick of looking for houses that (laughs) when we walked into this house I was like, looked at my realtor in the face and said, what do we have to do to get this house? And he said, this house has been on the market for two weeks and they have not sold it. He was like, so something's wrong with it. Or I don't know what he said, but basically he thought something was wrong with it. So we did an inspection on the house. Everything came out great. The bones of this house are solid. Um, houses that are built in the 50s usually are solid, but this house has so much charm on the outside. It's very cottage looking. It's it's tall, and that's what I wanted. I don't mind an old house, but I want it to have that character and that curb appeal that is hard to come by in these older houses other than like the great Victorian ones. So um, we found this house, and I like knew it was the one. So we put in an offer and we got it, but of course something had to go wrong. (laughs) The man who lived here before had passed away and he had some sort of lien on the house. Well, it took like two weeks to get this lien resolved. And when I thought for sure, I'm like, well, this is the end. Another one is gone and uh, and I wanted this one and I mean I wanted all of them except for that first one but I was like well this is it back to the drawing board and we had three weeks to find something because we had to move Uh, and that's the crunch time and that's when you start to get desperate and bad things happen when you get desperate so the lien was lifted we got the house They sold us the house, we closed on the house, and they handed us the keys, and I felt numb, 
<laughs> like my realtor handed me the key when I was at work one day he came to drop it off and he was so happy he's like here's your key and I, I was like thanks I was so numb because I was still in some sort of disbelief that I owned this because of all the crazy stuff and the disappointments that had happened that I the disappointments made it so that I literally was numb to actually receiving the gift. So that was bizarre. Um, and I think that nowadays a lot of the joy is taken away from buying a house because of all of these events that happen and how hard it is and how unaffordable it is. And I was so blessed and so lucky to finally get that. Um, and with that came the craziness of living within the construction. Um, so we had finally had enough money to close on the house. And, you know, there's all these crazy fees, all this stuff, but we did it. And we eventually got, you know, into our jobs. We saved up some money. And then that's when we started on the renovations. Um, so I'm so excited to go through after that and talk about after that so that's basically how we obtained the house was persistence and keeping hope even though it was really hard and very disappointing and trusting that whatever is right for you will you know be there for you I think that it was kind of a freaky kind of accident in a way that this house had been on the market for two weeks because I cannot understand why it was on the market for a whole two weeks um it is in a good location it's like it's like it was sitting there waiting for us um so I'm really excited to talk about what comes after that so hope you guys learned something from this episode um And I can't wait to talk more about what happens at this house. (laughs) Bye, guys.